1: Do you know that God hears and answers prayer? Do you know that you uh, have been engraved on the palms of the hands of Jesus? I'm reading from Luke 22, verse 7. Then came the day of unleavened bread, on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. So Jesus sent Peter and John, saying, "Go." and prepare the Passover meal for us that we may eat it. Now this Passover meal is, is not something that only happened in, in the past, but they said we were led through the desert, we went through the water, we, it was all in the present. And the Greek word for that is amnesis, m-anamnesis. Am- I'm returning. And they caught. They asked him, "Where do you want us to make preparations for the Passover?" Listen, he said to them, "When you have entered the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Only the women carried the jar of water, so this would be someone different. Follow him to the house." he enters and say to the owner of the house, the teacher asks you, where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large room upstairs, already furnished. Make preparations for us there. So they went and found everything, even as he had told them, and they prepared the Passover meal. Do you know that the Passover meal uh, was a lamb? A lamb. Yes, the lamb. Jesus is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. The Passover meal was a lamb and bitter herbs. Oh, yes, and hummus. Oh, yes. And the Jewish people celebrated the Passover meal. We have a Passover meal, too. It's the new Passover, the death-resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ in the breaking of the bread in the Eucharist. I'm reading the Institution of the Lord's Supper, verse 14, chapter 22. When the hour had come, he took his place at table and the apostles with him. He said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat the Passover with you before I suffer. Oh yes, you see, Jesus after this experience will go down to the Mount of Olives, up to the Mount of Olives, and he will begin to suffer as he takes the sins of the world into himself. For I tell you, I will not eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God Do this in remembrance of me. Remembrance is anamnesis. Make present. Anamnesis. Do this in remembrance of me. Just as the Passover was made present, we went through the Red Sea. Oh, yes. And he did the same with the cup after supper. This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. But see, the one who betrays me is with me, and his hand is on the table. For the Son of Man is going as it has been determined. But woe to the one by whom he is betrayed. Then they began to ask one another, Which one of them it could be who would do this? I tell you, when we turn away from God, And from Jesus, we betray Him. When we sin, we betray Him. It's not only Judas that betrayed Him. When we let go of our first love, we betrayed Him. And this is real. This is real. Maybe not handing Him over to the officials, but we betray Jesus and it's time to come back. It's time to give your life back to Jesus. It's time to say, now is the hour of salvation. I repent that I have gone astray. The best thing about being lost, I'll tell you, is being found. The prodigal son, oh yes, the prodigal son, he was lost, but when he went back home, he was found. And his father wouldn't even let him tell the sins that he had committed. The father said, put a robe on his back, put a ring on his finger, put sandals on his feet. Oh, yes, the sandals were going to be put on his feet. And you know what? The father trusted the son because with the sandals he could have walked away. But the son had learned through the pig experience that he wanted to be with the Father. I'm reading from John 6, verse 41. Then the Jews began to complain about Jesus because he said, I am the bread that has come down from heaven. They were saying, is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know. It seems that in this place Joseph is still living. How can he now say, I have come down from heaven? Jesus answered them, Do not complain among yourselves. No one can come to me unless he is drawn by the Father who sent me. If you have given your life to Jesus, the Father drew you into the arms of Jesus. No one can come to me unless the Father draw him, and I will raise that person up on the last day. It is written in the prophets that they shall be taught by God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. You have been drawn by the Father to the Son. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, not that anyone has seen the Father except the one who is from God. He has seen the Father. Truly, truly, I tell you, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate manna in the wilderness, and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that comes down from heaven, came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever, and the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. This is radical teaching, radical teaching. The flesh of the Lord Jesus Christ Unless you eat the flesh of the Lord Jesus Christ, you have no life in you. I continue in verse 52. The Jews then disputed among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Let me go back. You must be born again. We all say that experience, the new birth experience, to enter the kingdom of heaven. But also it says, truly, truly, I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. This is real. This is as real as being born again. Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. This is true. This is true. That's why many people who become Catholic, when they study the early church fathers who were taught by the apostles, they come back to the Catholic Church because it shows them that the church in its beginnings was Catholic, eating the flesh of the Son of Man and drinking his blood. I am the living bread that came down from heaven, Whoever eats this bread will live forever, and the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. The Jews then disputed among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you, just like being born again. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood have eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day. For my flesh is true food, my blood is true drink. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me, and I in them. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so whoever eats me will live because of me. This, this is important stuff. This is important. What do we continue? This is the bread that came down from heaven, not like that which your ancestors ate and died, but the one who eats this bread will live forever, which is the flesh of the Lord Jesus Christ. He said these things while he was teaching in the synagogue at Capernaum. Oh, I was in that synagogue and I would preach this chapter of the bread of life, the blood of Jesus. I would preach it in Capernaum synagogue, which is in ruins. And oh yes, we would all sit and listen, and oh they'd be they'd be wide eyed when it was this teaching in the synagogue at Capernaum. We were there, we were there, and we proclaimed these words. Verse sixty. Then many of his disciples heard it. They said, This teaching is difficult. Who can accept it? But Jesus, being aware that his disciples were complaining about it, said to them, Does this offend you? Then what if you were to see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? It is the Spirit that gives life. The flesh is useless. The words that Jesus spoke were spirit and life, okay. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life, but among you there are some who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the first who were the ones that did not believe and who was the one that would betray him. And he said, for this reason I have told you that no one can come to me unless it is granted By the Father. Well, they didn't trust Jesus. They didn't trust Jesus. How did Jesus make this present at the Last Supper? At the Last Supper, the cross was experienced, and the death of Jesus was experienced. Oh, yes, at the Last Supper. Listen to this, verse 66 of chapter 20, uh, chapter 6. Because of this, because he said, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in you. Because of this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer went about with him. So Jesus asked the twelve, do you wish to go away? Now this is a very important scripture, Because these are disciples that turned away. They had left home, they had left relatives, they had left everything to follow Jesus. Jesus doesn't call them back. Why? Because he said what he meant, and he meant what he said. He said what he meant, and he meant what he said. The disciples would not follow him any longer. They didn't trust him. They didn't trust him. Do you also wish to go away? Simon Peter answered, Lord, to whom can we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. Jesus answered them, Did I not choose you the twelve? Yet one of you is a devil. He was speaking of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, for he, though one of the twelve, was going to betray Jesus. I tell you, I don't want to betray Jesus. He is too wonderful. He gave his life for us so that we would be with him in eternity. Oh yes, I'm reading from the 24th chapter of Luke. Now, on that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. This is very interesting because after the resurrection, two of them left Jerusalem because they said, He's dead. There's no use of staying here any longer. We're going to go home and tell our family we made a big mistake in following Jesus. Now on the same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They left Jerusalem. They left the community. Why? Because there was no reason to stay there because Jesus was dead, so they think. And these things and talking with each other about all these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself came near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing Jesus. And he said to them, What are you discussing with each other while you walk along? They stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, whose name was Cleophas, answered him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that had taken place during these days? He asked them, What things? They replied, The things about Jesus of Nazareth. He was a prophet, mighty in deed and word, before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. We had hoped. Our hopes crashed down. We have no hope anymore. Yes, and besides this, it is the third day since these things took place. Moreover, some women of the group astounded us They were at the tomb early in the morning, and when they did not find the body where they came, they came back and told us that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who said that Jesus was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see Jesus. Then he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are! How slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have declared! Was it not necessary that Messiah should suffer these things and then enter into his glory? Isaiah fifty three. Then, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them the things about himself in the Scriptures. As they were coming near the village in which they were going, he walked ahead as if he were going on. But they urged him strongly, stay with us, because it's almost evening. and The day is nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread blessed it and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him as he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us? That very same hour, they got up and returned to Jerusalem. They recognized Jesus in the breaking of the bread. The breaking of the bread in the Bible talks about the Eucharist. They recognized Jesus in the Eucharist. They were saying, The Lord is risen indeed. He has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road and how he had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. I tell you, I tell you tonight or this morning. I tell you, on the day of his resurrection, Jesus says, I'm going to walk with two people because these two people are lost. I'm alive, and I'm going to be with them. What would you do if you rose from the dead? Where would you have gone? Where would I have gone? Jesus went to these two people, We had hoped, and our hopes have been crushed. He's dead. (laughs) Ha, ha, little do they know until he did the Eucharist that it was the Lord himself. My friends, the Eucharist is so important. You might be in another church, and you used to be Catholic but you're hungering for the bread of life, the flesh and blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's Lent and it's time to come back. It's time to come back, that you recognize Jesus in the breaking of the bread in the Eucharist. Oh yes, but not only the Eucharist, but in the Word. Were not our hearts burning within us as he explained the scriptures to us that referred to him? Our hearts were burning within us. It's time to return. It's time to return to the church, the church that Jesus founded over 2,000 years ago. It's time. And if you say, I love to praise and worship, go to Mass on a Saturday evening and praise and worship on a Sunday. You can do that. You can do that. You can do that. It's time to return. It's time to return to Jesus Christ as he gives himself to us, body and blood, soul and divinity. Amen. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived of the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold the handmaid of the Lord, Let it be done unto me according to your word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Tomorrow is Wednesday. We open the phone lines. Why don't you write down your questions right now? so that you can ask us on the phone lines. It's important that we talk with people. It's important that we know that people love Jesus and they're asking questions. Maybe they don't love Jesus and they wanna ask questions. We do the best we can in answering them. Maybe they don't believe in the bread of life. Jesus did not call the disciples back he said, "Let them go." And Peter said, "We're not going any place. You have the words of eternal life. So tomorrow is Wednesday. I ask you to write your questions down and to come and listen to what was going to be said on radio. And tomorrow night, at seven o'clock, we have our glory meetings. Hallelujah. People have been healed. Blessed, delivered, in the name of Jesus. Glory meetings at St. John the Baptist, Quincy, 7 o'clock. If you want to go to Mass, five. at Mass, then 7 o'clock downstairs at St. John the Baptist in Quincy, Massachusetts. May Jesus Christ, the bread of life, be praised. God bless you.